With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. First song this afternoon is brand new. It came out yesterday. It's the new Justin Bieber song. But before I want to play it, no. I, I have... No! I, excuse me? No! Sorry, what, I what know you what you're no? going to say. You're not about to say anything negative about Justin Bieber's new single. It, it's not negative per se. I just want to say... No! Say my piece. Which no! Is the, the, no! Can, no can pieces. You, can you stop? I've seen your Twitter. No pieces to be said about what is a fantastic returning single. Come on, though. This is my show. Surely that's what it's all about. It's about me giving my thoughts on like the music and everything nope. in the world. Sorry if you ever thought this was a democracy. This is not. Listen, just shut up for a second. All I want to say is that I think this new Justin Bieber song... It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London... Alec Feldman. It's just a stupid name. I can't take any song called Yummy seriously. There we go. I said my piece. It took me seven minutes, but I got it out in the end. Hi, it's Alec Feldman here. Welcome to the show. I'm on till five. This is Wizard Radio. You heard Alec Benjamin and Mind is a Prison and and Justin Bieber and Yummy. <sighs> okay, then. Um... We're on then. It's a new year, it's a new decade, and I'm still here, which is fantastic. I'm very happy about that. Um, things I'm less happy about, the whole the whole bushfires in Australia thing, that's that's really sad. Um, I'm hating seeing all the news about that. So, 
if if that's getting you down, I don't know if anyone's listening in Australia. If that's somehow affecting you, then let the next couple of hours be a fun escape to forget about how terrible everything is and how horrible it is, and just just enjoy some some nonsense. That's that's how it's going for the next couple of hours, and and let me assure you, there is sufficient nonsense to get us through, including the absolutely ridiculous thing I'm I'm doing this uh this evening which I I can't wait to tell you about I can't wait to hear what you make of it because I've told a few people about this and the general reaction is a bit like what really you're doing why are you doing that but I'm very excited about it I'll tell you about that after uh, about four o'clock also um I want to show off a bit flex a bit got some cool Christmas presents I will I'll tell you what I got. Not in like a making a jealous consumer way. They're just, I mean, it's it's utter tap, basically. But I think you'll enjoy it. So I'll tell you about that after four o'clock as well. Uh, of course, we have to talk about Sharon. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you will know before five o'clock. Also, uh, my favourite genre of news story is Chinese people on aeroplanes. We need to discuss this because something's happened again. And we need to talk about it. Also... My favourite Craig David has has got powers that us mere mortals would not understand. And also, I will tell you before four o'clock about a new thing I want to try for a new year, which I'm kind of hating myself for, um, but you'll find out what that is. About 3.25 plus a 60 second guide, plus someone will be knocking at the door and we can have a fun little guessing game. And we have music coming up from the weekend, from Celeste, from Dua Lipa. Loads of good songs this afternoon, so stick with me because it's going to be a fun one. Now, though, let's let's return to this week I learned. This week I learned. Got reflective last week and did did a whole decade, but we'll we'll go back to the seven day format this week with a few bits of advice, bits of information that I've picked up over the last seven days of my life that, if you knew, might make your life a little bit easier. And so let's see what we've got. Lesson number one for you this week. I've learned that some of the greatest conversations you will ever have take place on the tube on New Year's Eve, which is weird because normally on the tube, no conversations take place. And in fact, if you do try and make conversation or if someone tries to make conversation with you, it's deeply, deeply wrong. You'll make people very uncomfortable. They'll give you weird looks. They'll edge away from you because everybody knows Londoners do not talk to people on the tube. That's the way it is. The only exception to that rule is on one day of the year between, I'd say, after about 7pm on the 31st of December until maybe 6, 7am on the 1st of January. That is when you're allowed to talk to people on the tube. In fact, it's practically encouraged. And um, I was on two different tube trains that evening. And I had two different conversations with people. And it was great. The first people I, I did kind of know, because they were from school. But like, had it not been New Year's Eve, probably wouldn't have conversed as much as we did. And I had a great catch up with them, kind of unexpectedly on the tube. And then on the next train I got on, I was only on for two stops. And there was this group of people. There were three people. Uh, one of them was wearing cat ears. I'm not, I'm not really sure why. And like, weird, funky makeup. The other... Um, her mate was wearing cat paws and there was another one as well who wasn't wearing anything animal related I was like okay this this should be interesting I sat down and immediately 
I hear the mate say to his friend, no, don't you dare. Don't even think about it. This will be like the seventh stranger you've started talking to tonight. Don't you dare. And I was like, oh, here we go. This should be good. And <laughs> one of them goes, excuse me, would you mind being being continuously complimented by my friend over here? And I was like, you know what? I'm only on for two stops. Go for it. And we had a lovely chat. I learned a lot about them. He correctly guessed that I play the guitar um, and other such fun assumptions. They asked me to guess their ages at the end. And I learned that I really cannot judge age. So I was like, I don't know, 20? And they were like, nah, he's 17, we're 60. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You're, you're still at school, basically. And you're probably way cooler than I ever was at that age. But good for you. So that was that was a fun chat. So the best conversations you'll ever have on the Tube, New Year's Eve, that's the place to be. Lesson number two, another one I took from New Year's Eve. This week I learned that wearing wellies, yes, you may look stupid, but they're very functional. They'll get you up a very muddy hill. I did... I did a really year 11, year 12-like activity on my New Year's Eve. There's a big hill in London. It's called Primrose Hill. If you go up the top on New Year's Eve, you get quite a good view of like the London fireworks, the ones that are on the telly. And everyone goes on like year 11 because they've got nothing better to do. Um, but I had nothing better to do this year, so I went. And I learned my lesson from when I went when I was 16. It was very muddy. Everyone was slipping about, sliding about, falling over. I took wellies. And I did not regret that decision to take wellies. And I was a lot better off than people that also went and didn't take wellies. So yes, you might look stupid, but you'll be an advantage. You'll get up that very muddy hill. Finally, lesson number three that I have learned this week. You can put your headphones through the wash and they'll come out good as new. I was I was in the shop last week and um, I needed to call my mum about something to ask what she wanted me to get. And, and at the end of the call, she goes, oh, by the way, got some, some bad news. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Who's died? And she's like, Alec, I'm afraid we've accidentally put your headphones through the washing machine. And I was like, oh, OK, this isn't half as bad as I was expecting it to be, but cool. So, and so these headphones went through the washing machine. They got put in the airing cupboard for about a week. I took them out of the airing cupboard a couple of days ago. They work. They're really clean, and they still work. They're good as new. It's crazy. It's mad. I couldn't quite believe it, but they were they were fine. They're perfect. So, more of the story. You can put your headphones through the wash. Don't necessarily try this, but you can, and it'll probably be fine. So, that's what we've learned this week. Great conversations on the tube on New Year's Eve. Wear your wellies. You'll look silly, but it'll be useful. And you can put headphones in the washing machine, and it'll be fine. Here's The weekend and Heartless. Feeling this, The weekend and Heartless. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Want to talk once again about one of my favourite topics to talk about on the radio. I think we sh- I think you know what we should start making some kind of tally. You know those signs they have some in some places where it's like, you know, three days since the last major accident. We should probably start counting like two shows since Alec last mentioned Craig David, because um, I'm talking about Craig David again. Sorry. Uh, at the moment would be on, on zero shows because last week I, I talked at great length about his Christmas surprise for his mum. But this week, um, I want to talk about his his superpowers, really, because he's proven beyond any reasonable doubt this week that Craig David, he's not one of us. He's clearly either some kind of superior evolution of mankind or, or maybe an alien, Uh p- Possibly the latter, more likely than the former. I don't know. Because 
Craig David, he had a big gig. He was playing the BBC One London New Year's Eve concert thing. They always get someone on. I remember Robbie Williams did it one year. They showed him high-fiving loads of the crowd and then washing his hands with hand sanitizer that he pulled out of his pocket. That was a good one. I think Gary Barlow was on one year. Um, it's usually someone that, that may have been very famous once and is still now quite famous, but also not famous enough to be able to turn that kind of opportunity down. That's the kind of person that does it. Hence, Robbie Williams, Gary Barlow, Craig David. And Craig David was on. Um, the reviews were mixed. Some people were quite pleased. I think my mum was enjoying it. I got a text from her that, that was saying, oh, we're watching Craig David. Isn't it good? Some people like, oh no, this is awful. This is terrible. Craig David's ruined New Year's Eve. Um, especially when it got to the countdown bit. That's, that's when the real controversy kicked in. Because um, people were watching it in their house, as they do. They're ready. They're ready for a new decade. They're ready to do the big countdown and welcome in the year 2020. But what they saw on their TV screen was was Roman Kemp, whoever that is, interviewing Craig David and talking about uh, whatever it is they were talking about, his new album. And and this because of the way the internet works, things are on a delay because that's just how the internet works. And so when people were looking at their watches and going, oh, it's 10 seconds to midnight, Roman Kemp and Craig David were still were still chatting about Craig's album. And so some people said, oh, Craig David, he's ruined New Year's Eve. Look, he's, he's prolonging, he's just, you know, he's talking when it should be the countdown. Wrong. That is the wrong opinion. It's not Craig David ruining New Year's Eve because he was talking about his album during the countdown. No, no, no. Craig David was actually prolonging the 2010s. He was using his his magical powers to make the entire decade about, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds longer. That's not him ruining New Year's Eve. That's just him bending time as he does, because that's just the kind of guy he is. But also I, I saw um, another article in the Southwark News. It says 17 babies arrive at St. Thomas's Hospital at the start of the decade. I was having contractions while Craig David was playing. This is clear evidence, indisputable evidence, that not only can Craig David bend time to his will and prolong decades as he sees fit, he can also induce labour in pregnant women. And I think that says pretty much all you need to know about Craig David. He's just, he's, he's not, he can't be human. He clearly has special powers that the rest of us don't have. What a guy, <laughs> what a guy. All right, coming up next... I kind of hate myself for it, but I've decided I'm going to make a change to my life in 2020. I'll tell you what it is next, after Celeste and Strange. This is Wizard Radio, with Celeste and Strange. It's Alec here. It's a new year. It's the time of year, I've just noticed, I've been scrolling through Instagram during that song. It's the time of year when, when people have started sharing posts from holiday companies to try and win a free holiday. That's where we're at in the year. And I want to try something new for 2020. I've been considering it for a while and I've decided I'm going to take the plunge. I'm ready to make a change in my life. I don't know whether that will be a positive change or not. I just want to try it out. I want to see how it goes. And um, that change in my life that I've decided to make, I, I, I do kind of hate myself for doing this, but 
but here we go. I think I want to get TikTok. I know, I know, I know. It 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 sounds like the the kind of thing someone would say if they are perhaps not sure what they're doing with their life. Perhaps they're just trying to find a new way to distract themselves, a new way to procrastinate. Um, maybe it just it sounds like I don't know your granddad desperately trying to stay in touch with popular culture. I hope that's not what it sounds like. But I feel like with every social social network that appears, um, there's there's kind of several stages. There's the early adopters, and then there's the like it gets a bit more mainstream, but it becomes a bit of a joke amongst everyone else who's like, oh TikTok. <laughs> Imagine looking at TikTok. But then those people gradually, one by one, little by little, they fall like dominoes, and they eventually succumb to the temptations of TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it happened to be. Bebo, Facebook, MySpace. There's been millions. Google Plus. And and that's happened to me. It's finally got to me where I think, okay, I, I think TikTok is actually something I ought to be on sooner rather than later. And so here we are. It's the 4th of January, 2020. And I, Alec Feldman, have decided I want to get TikTok. I've just downloaded the app during that song. Um, Ooh, where is it? Is it loaded on my phone yet? Oh yeah, I see it. There's a little musical note. And I'm going to make an account during the next couple of songs. But obviously, I don't really know what I'm doing. TikTok is... I get the idea of TikTok. It's kind of like Vine. People make fun little videos of them being funny. They're quite short. I get the premise. But who should I be following? What should I do? Should I be making TikToks? Should I become a TikToker or should I just be a passive observer of TikToks? I think at least at the start, I'm just going to be a passive observer. I'm going to sit, I'm going to learn, I'm going to see what's up. But who should I be following? What What is good content? What do you do on TikTok? Do you have TikTok? What do you do with it? I, wa- I want to know about TikTok. I want to be educated and enlightened so that I can I can really live the best TikTok life I possibly can. So if you've got anything for me to help help me out 07807 183 538 is my text number or you can tweet me at wizardradio state at wizardradio.co.uk is my email address what am i doing with tiktok who am i following what should i be looking at how should i be using it and just kind of what's going on what what actually is it i know but i don't i don't know no so any wisdom you can impart on tiktok if you know anything about it all advice welcome get it into me now please I will, I'll check it out, I'll make my account. Whilst I do that, let's get some Dua Leap and Rays coming up as well. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Out on Wizard Radio playing you some Ray. And please don't touch, before that, Dua Leapa and don't start on that. I have a funny feeling I've, <laughs> I've played those same songs in the exact same order in the same place last week. Okay, I need to be more creative with my music scheduling. Anyway, loads of instructions for you there. But I've asked for some instructions for you, from you for me because I've taken the plunge I've downloaded TikTok onto my phone I'm dipping my toe in it's a new year and I need a new way to procrastinate so TikTok it is I've asked for some advice and some who to follows and some what to look at and all that kind of stuff and um let's see what we got Erin says basically Alec there are two kind three kinds of TikToks in my opinion dance challenges music lip syncs and then more like comedy lip syncs 
I think you should do comedy lip syncs on there because it could be really funny. You just find someone else's video that you like, and then you can use the sounds they used in their video to make your own video. It's so easy and really fun. You should follow me on there. My handle is Erin Rowley, okay? Sure, I'll, I'll give you a follow. So you think I should be making TikToks? You think I should become a TikToker? Um, I don't know if I'm ready to, to take the plunge just yet. I was, I was out the other week in London and there was this group of girls and they like put their phone up against a bag and they're all doing weird poses and the person I was with was just like, uh, TikTokers. I'm not sure I'm ready to become that just yet. Maybe one day, but not right now. I'm just, I'm just, you know, dipping my toe in a little bit at a time. But okay, it's all about lip syncing to music and sound, is it? Okay. Or dance challenges. What is a dance challenge? I mean, am I am I just really out of touch? What is that a, where people have like a dance off, but it's funny? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll have a look. It did give me a list of categories actually of things I can I can look at. But oh yeah, there is there is a dance option. Okay, I can tick that. I've already ticked comedy talent, whatever that means, only because it had a microphone next to it. Pop culture and oddly satisfying. I've added dance to that one. Okay. Rowan says there are some really funny sounds on TikTok. My favourites right now are the one where people go, Uno, dos, tres, sheer, rude word, but what? Oh, the, it's, it's been censored. Uno, dos, tres, sheer, hmm, though. I got your man in the back making tacos. And also the lip syncs to My Oh My by Camilo Cabello is really fun. Okay. It's so funny. Honestly, I can just sit and watch funny TikToks all day. The captions that people put on the videos are also really important because things like that can make or break a good TikTok. Okay. So captions we like. Um, I, I haven't got a clue what you're on about when you're talking about sound effects and, and this uno dos tres sheer though. Um, but is that a song? It must be a song. What was that? What was that other app where loads of songs kind of appeared? Was that also TikTok? Yeah, you, you know, like a Black Beatles. I think came. I don't know. Anyway, right. Sophia says it might have been might have been Vine, possibly. There there are a few songs that emerge from Vine or Snapchat filters as well. Anyway, I feel like as soon as I get TikTok, I'll understand what Rowan's on about. But in the meantime, I'm I'm in the dark. I might as well be your grandma. I I, I don't know what he's on about. Sophia says, you're quite late to TikTok, so I think you should go back and do some of the classic TikTok challenges from the past few years. Like, the get up was hilarious, and you definitely need to do that. And also, the kill this love dance challenge from Blackpink is still my favourite. But you don't see many people doing it anymore. Also, you should follow Harvey, because it's really cute, and his TikTok always makes me laugh. Okay, another person who seems to think I should be making the TikTok content. Let's... I'll bear that in mind, but maybe hold back for the time being. I know what the get up is, that's a country song because I know all about my country music. Um, Blackpink, they're a, a K-pop band. Okay, so it's all about music and songs. Is that right? You put videos to songs. I think I'm getting the hang of it. And there are loads of... Everyone's talking about dance challenges. I, I, I've never felt more left out than on my own radio show when I'm talking about TikTok and I don't actually know what's going on. Right, this time next week, I'll be an expert. You mark my words. Nina says you need to try the hit every beat dance challenge. What is the hit every beat dance challenge? I don't know. Oh, she's explained it. That's good. That's when you have a song that has drums or really accented moments. And then you need to do a dance which hits all of those moments in the song. 
It's a really good challenge. There are some really amazing dancers on TikTok too. I don't know how good you are at dancing, not very. But to be honest, sometimes when people who can't dance do dance challenges, it can be better than people who can actually dance. Okay, I'm, I'm building up a picture in my mind here of what TikTok's actually all about. It's about physicality. It's about moving your body in a certain way to music. It's about music as well. Music and movement. Dancing, okay. I'm like, I feel, I feel so old. I'm 20 years old. I just, I just haven't got TikTok yet. It's fine. It's fine. I'm getting it. No one. Okay, he's he's coming down on the other side. I think you should stay far away from posting videos on TikTok, Alec. Maybe go on there and watch the videos. But yeah, I don't think it's for you. I've been listening to your radio show for over a year now. Thanks. And I just don't think TikTok is for you. <laughs> but but do follow people and watch and follow me. My handle is Noah Matusin. Should I've given that out? Yeah, why not? Have a shout. Noam. Noam Atuzin. There we go. Have a shout out for your TikTok name. Erin Rowley as well. She she can have a shout out for a TikTok name. Okay, well, thank you for your your pessimism, Noam. But also thanks for listening to the show for a year. I feel like that does entitle you, you to say no. It, it, I, I know you and honestly it's not for you. Alright, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your advice and try and find out what a dance challenge is and maybe report back next week or the week after that about how I've been getting on on TikTok. What am I getting myself in for? I don't know. Anyway, Sam Fender, Saturday on Wizard Radio right now. Sam Fender, who is brilliant with Saturday. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. Hi. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. I'm going to play some Selena Gomez in a bit. And we'll launch someone sucking at your door. We'll have another guest, but who will it be? Find out soon. First, though, my favourite genre of news story. One of my favourite genre of news story is the news genre I like to call Chinese people on planes. And what these stories always consist of is the story of a passenger who, for whatever reason, doesn't quite understand how aeroplanes work or how flying works and how you're supposed to behave on an aeroplane. And they get into some kind of mishap that ends up wasting a lot of people's time and sometimes even costing them a lot of money. And the person that does this is, in these news stories at least, they're almost always Chinese. I don't know why this is. It's probably more some kind of bias of the people putting the news stories together than the fact that Chinese people, I don't know, don't know how to use airplanes. But it is, it is my favourite genre of news story. I don't, it just entertains me no end. And there's been there's been another one of these these stories this week that's been in the news. Um, this time, it is two passengers are detained. Oh, no, wait, is that the one from this week? Maybe not. There was one from this week about someone who got into a lot of trouble. I think they got sued by the airline and possibly possibly had to pay out a lot of money because they were getting on a plane and they took some coins and they threw them at the engine for, for some kind of good luck ritual, I think it was. And so they threw the coins and the coins somehow ended up inside the engine which is obviously quite dangerous it'll like block all the moving parts the engine won't work but then obviously the flight can't go and everybody on it has to get off the flight hundreds of people get their plans delayed and spoiled because someone threw some plates into the the engine of the sorry someone threw some coins into the engine of the plane and everyone got grounded okay here we go yeah a 28 year old 
um, who had £13,000 compensation that this person had to pay to the airline. Um, obviously, this incident did take place in China because, like I said, this whole genre of news story is Chinese people who who get into trouble on aeroplanes. Um, yeah, they were detained for 10 days, apparently, for, for accidentally, well, on purpose, throwing this coin and getting into the engine. But these stories come up all the time. All the time. There was another one from, from March last year. Two passengers have been detained for throwing coins at a plane for good luck. Um, and the, the plane was delayed for two hours. 260 passengers. Here's another one. From, from June 2017. Delayed a flight from Shanghai for several hours after throwing coins at a plane's engine for good luck. This ritual is happening a lot. And it's it always makes the news. And it's always always getting people into trouble. And then there's there's a slight variation on the coin throwing story, which is the emergency exit story, which I first came across in 2018 when someone tried to open the emergency exit on a plane because it was it was too hot on the plane. And I think the plane was grounded at the time. But then they decided they were going to open the emergency exit and once again, lots of delays, lots of people are angry, and an £11,000 fine. Um, a similar story from, when's this, 2019 again. Open the emergency exit for fresh fresh air before the flight took off. This is happening all the time, always in China. I don't know why this has become a thing that journalists love, but they do. They love it. And I won't lie, I quite enjoy it as well. Because it's always nice to laugh at people being a bit silly and not knowing how the world works. And so, look out for it. You won't be able to unnotice this now. The next time you see a story that's like, oh, a a Chinese person was detained for delaying a flight because they didn't realise that the windows don't open. You'll know, you'll think, ah, they always do these kind of stories. Always Chinese people who who don't know what to do on planes. And it, it does quite entertain me. Don't know why, I don't know why, but it... It's one of those things. Okay, let's do someone's looking at your door. We'll do that next after Selena Gomez. This is Lose You to Love Me. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. And good afternoon. Welcome, one and all, to Someone's Looking at Your Door, the first round of 2020. And this is radio's only door-based quiz show. That's right. That is a title I will not be giving up easily. Someone very shortly, I have a funny feeling, might just come and knock at my door. But I don't want to let them in. That's the issue. Because I don't know who they are. The only circumstances I'm willing to let them in is if someone can guess who they are. Otherwise, names not on the list, you're not coming in. But if, if one of you can work out who it is based on a few yes or no questions, then I think it's fair enough. They can come in and we'll have a little chat with them. But um, this week... This week... um weird they, they nobody seemed to have appeared yet aha right on cue a bit late actually there we go someone is knocking at the door you hear that excellent but i don't know who it is should i should i go take a, a look at my little peephole hmm. okay okay then right it's on james hello hello are you wow. ready to ask me some questions to try and work out who's knocking at the door? Yes, I've already. I think I already know one clue, mm. which is that they're very not very good with their timekeeping. Clearly, um, yeah. 
Yeah, coming late there. Could, you could definitely say that they are late. Yes. All right. Um, my first question. Are they a woman? No. We're going to assume here that they're a man. Um, if that's what you want to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, are they... A, are they famous? Yes. Okay. So famous man. Are they like a music artist? They are not. Are they an actor? No. God, all right. I've only got one more clue. I better use this one wisely. Because um, they're a famous man. Are they still relevant today? Yes. Okay. They are um, still relevant today. All right. Well, I feel like I've completely misused my clues there, but that's all five. That is all five gone. Uh, it makes a change from last week when it was much too easy and everybody got it. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think you can work out who I'm on about? This person knocked at the door that, that is, for some reason, late. They're also not a woman. They are famous. But not for being a musician and not for being an actor, but they are still relevant today. So, who do you think that is? 07807183538. Send me a text with your guess. Guesses can also be sent to Twitter at WizRadio, email station at wizardradio.co.uk, or Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio. Send us a message on there with the person you think is knocking at the door, who's not a woman. They're famous, but not for being a musician, not for being an actor. And they are still relevant today. But who is it? That is up to you to work out. So you have a guess. We'll find out who it is in about 50 minutes time. I, I think you might struggle this week. But but there may be other... Here's, here's something interesting. I'm not going to say where or when. There may have been or will be other clues to this person's identity at some point in the rest of the show. So listen very, very carefully. Okay, coming up. Um, I'm going to play some Bieber Doobie, going to play some Stormzy, and now we'll have the news. It's four o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Bieber Doobie, and she plays bass on Wizard Radio before that. Stormzy, Ed Sheeran, Burner Boy, own it. It's Saturday afternoon. My name is Alec Feldman. This is what we do of a Saturday. So thanks for hanging out with me. I'm going to play you some Billie Eilish soon and some Fletcher. Lewis Capaldi is coming up. Oh, and Harry Styles. I like that song. It's good. All on the way before five o'clock. And now, everyone's seen it. This has been going crazy on social media. Just, just one word. The name that you might give to perhaps a middle-aged relative or your friend's mum. Just one, one word. Sharon. Now, I, I operate under the assumption that maybe... 50 to 60, maybe higher. No, you know what? Credit works to you. 70 to 80% of people listening now, you will probably know what I'm talking about. You will. Sharon, obviously. It's, it's Sharon. But if you don't, um, I will fill you in briefly. There was a question on Mastermind recently, and the person who answered it, they, they didn't know the answer. And the answer they came out with instead was, was quite incredible. The 2019 book entitled No One Is Too Small To Make A Difference is a collection of speeches made by a Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. Greta Thunberg. And that's gone down 
I think it will go down as one of the best TV moments of this decade already, without a shadow of a doubt. She she didn't know that Greta Thunberg wrote the book she did. She didn't recognise the name of the book. So what was what was the first thing that came to her head? Ooh, who could it be? Oh no, Sharon. No surname. Just 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 Sharon. You know that, that famous environmentalist. Sharon. I love it. Everyone has been loving this so much. And it's even it's gone right to the top. Greta Thunberg. It was her birthday yesterday. She changed her display name on Twitter to Sharon in honor of this legendary mastermind contestant. And oh man, it's just it's brilliant. The whole thing. Greta has shown that she she is a legend. If she hadn't already, she's like, yes, look at me. I have banter. Do all you miserable middle-aged men who are putting me down have banter? No, you don't. I do. And and she just she's run with the meme. She's done exactly what the internet has required of her. Well done, Greta. But what about this this poor person? I don't even know what her name is. But she doesn't need a name because she will forever be known now as Sharon or as the Sharon Lady, the person who was on Mastermind, who answered that question incorrectly. I mean, she's she's also going down in history. But you know what? I feel bad for her. This whole thing is blown up. She probably didn't want it to. She's probably sick of it all already. Maybe she's embarrassed. Maybe she's being bombarded with phone calls from the media. And so I've, I've done her a favour. I've decided what I should do to this, this woman who who famously said Sharon on Mastermind. I've designed a quiz for her that might be a little bit more accessible. What is the first name of the actor whose surname is Stone, who starred in such films as Basic Instinct and Basic Instinct 2, and also recently complained that she'd been banned from the dating app Bumble? Sharon. Name the missing member of the Osborne family. Ozzy, Kelly, Jack, and who? Sharon. What's the alternative name given to the persimmon fruit? Sharon. On the TV show EastEnders, what was the name of the character who married Grant Mitchell, then had an affair with his brother Phil, leading to a dramatic climax on what was one of the soap's highest viewed episodes ever? Sharon. Popular amongst minicab drivers, what is the name of the large Volkswagen people carrier, first produced in 1995? Sharon. Recently given a damehood, what is the first name of the former Ofcom chief executive who is also the first black person to be made permanent secretary to the treasury? Sharon. Population of just 96, what is the name of the North Dakota city with the zip code 58277? Sharon. The NHS Support Hope and Recovery Online Network is better known by what acronym? Sharon. What is the name of my first cousin? I've started so I'll finish. What is the name of my first cousin once removed on my mother's side? Sharon. Congratulations, you scored nine points. There you go, you see? She did much better in that quiz than the last one, so so well done to her. Coming up next, some cool but utterly crap Christmas presents I've received. First note, this is Fletcher and One Too Many, it's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Fletcher, One Too Many, it's Alec Feldman here. Christmas, I know it's a distant memory by this point, but I wanted to flex a little bit and show off about some of the, the incredible presents that I was given because we live in a consumerist society and that's what people do. They define their self-worth by their material possessions. But anyway, uh, me and a friend of mine, we decided we were going to do Christmas presents this year, which we don't normally. 
But instead of just being like, oh, you know, get something really, really nice, really meaningful, something they'll really like, we decided we were going to set some criteria, some very specific criteria about what these presents should be, what they should look like, what function they should do, and how much they should cost. And and so we set a price limit of a tenner. And we decided the criteria we wanted to implement for these presents was crap, but useful. Something that is utter, utter tat, that nobody generally would ever really want or need, but it serves a purpose and you can buy it from a shop. And I was thinking about this for a, for a few days and I had a very specific shop in mind that I knew would have just the thing I need. And it turns out uh, the person who was buying me presents had the same idea completely independently. So we both ended up exchanging presents that had come from the shop Tiger. Tiger, if you don't know it, I think it's a Danish shop because all of their labels are in English and Danish. They just sell, they, I mean, there's no other way to put it, they sell tat. It's great, but it's it's tat. It's loads of like homeware, gift ideas, most of it utterly useless. Like, I don't understand why they think there is a market for this stuff. And yet, I mean, there seems to be, there is, there must be. And so exchange gift. I got them two things. I got them some American football sunglasses. That is sunglasses in the shape of an American football ball, which look utterly ridiculous. You never wear them out, but they, they do serve a purpose. They protect your eyes from the sun. What's not to like? And I also got them another very useful gift, a carrot sharpener. That's, it's like a pencil sharpener. It looks exactly like a pencil sharpener, but it's orange and it's a lot bigger. So you could never fit a pencil in there, but you could fit a carrot in there because there are many situations when you might have a carrot and think, this carrot is just not sharp enough. If only I had some kind of giant pencil sharpening device with which I could sharpen my carrots. That dream is now a reality, thanks to the carrot sharpener. See, it serves a purpose. And um, I thought those were good gifts, but I, I was really outdone by my friend who came back with an incredible haul. So let, let's do like a, a vlogger, a Christmas, a Christmas present haul type video. That's what I'm doing for you now. So let's see what we've got from my, my crap but useful presents that I was given by my friend this Christmas. First up, we've got, we're starting with the boring one. We've got a lovely little notepad. Um, it comes with its own pen. The notepad's made out of recycled paper and cardboard. It looks like the pen is as well, at least partially. So that's very nice. We've got a, a, a six pack of, of tiny packets of tissues and they're very cute. And the, the packaging is all brightly colored. That's very nice. Next up, we've got, do you recognize that noise? It's a sellotape dispenser. Oh yes. Um, the gift everybody wants this Christmas. I was given a tape dispenser. Wonderful. Next, some little plastic toothbrush covers that you can open up and use to put your toothbrush inside. I mean, how useful is that? If you ever, I don't know, need to transport your toothbrush somehow. They've got little holes, I guess, so it can dry out and get air. And it fits nicely around the neck of your toothbrush. Perfect. What's not to like? Next up. A pencil sharpener shaped like a human nose. So it looks like you're picking your nose. Actually, you're sharpening a pencil. Fantastic. I got a photo frame. 
I don't have any photos to put in the photo frame, so I'm just leaving it with the, the generic photo that it comes with, which is a funky drawing of someone wearing a saucepan on their head in black and white in a cartoon. Love it. And um, possibly saving the best till last, the greatest gift I think I've ever received from the shop Tiger under the criteria crap but useful. It's a wooden build your own horse kit, everybody. Oh, th this is great. I'm, I'm so appreciative. I'm hashtag blessed. I'm thankful for all of the blessings and all of these, these wonderful gifts, especially the build your own horse kit. I can't wait to build my own wooden horse. It's only, it's only going to be about, I don't know, 10 centimeters tall, but still, I'm very excited about this. So that, that's my Christmas haul. I hope you got everything you wanted and more. I certainly got the and more part for sure. All right, coming up next, I need to tell you what I'm doing after the show tonight because it is ridiculous. I'll tell you that after Billie Eilish and everything I wanted. Oh, oh, as the song ended. Oh, sorry. I was just getting distracted by my new toothbrush covers. Oh, yes. They're, they're very distracting. Sorry, I'm with you now. That was Billie Eilish and everything I wanted. It's Alec Feldman here because who else would it be? Come on. Um, coming up, Lennon Stella, Louis Capaldi, and now my ridiculous patterns for after the show tonight. I'm I'm quite excited for what's happening tonight. I've been invited to a party. That's not the shocking bit. I know I know what you're you're like, but no, that's not the reason that it's it's ridiculous. It's the nature of the party. It's someone's twenty first, um, a mate of mine. And they've decided to hire a venue for this party. They've invited a lot of people. And so you've got to fit them all in somewhere. The venue they have hired, quite ridiculously, I don't know how they've pulled this off, is our old school. He's having his 21st birthday party in our old actual school. I, I genuinely have no idea how this has been pulled off. If the rumours I've heard are correct, he's managed to get this for free. He has blagged the school hiring out for free, which in itself is incredible. But the general idea of this party in itself is incredible. Um, obviously, it is in our, in our old school. And to take full advantage of that fact, he's decided that the party is going to be less like a party, more like an assembly. And loads of loads of people, I'm told, are going to be doing performances and reliving their secondary school days, but about five years older. And I just think this as a concept is is utterly ridiculous, and I love it. Some people, cynics, might say, isn't that a bit weird? And the answer is yes, it probably is. And other cynics might say, well, surely he would have let go of his school days by now. And other cynics, well, no, I might reply, I mean, yeah, maybe he should have. But so what? This is an iconic idea. This is legendary. This is the kind of thing you dream about. It is the kind of weird thing you dream about, actually. When it's loads of people who don't don't all belong at your school, but they're at your school, and you're at your school, but something's not right. It's after dark, or you're way older, or something. That is the kind of thing you people have dreams about. Except it's real. It's happening tonight in the flesh. I'm so excited about it. I want to take full advantage because think about it. There are no teachers. You have free reign of the whole school. What? What? I mean, what can I do? The possibilities are endless. Nobody is there except the people invited to the party and, I mean, maybe the odd security person as well. 
you could do anything and i want to do anything and everything but I, I just there are so many possibilities i don't know what to do first i don't know what i should be doing i did always like the idea of hide and seek in the dark that i think should be something that happens but come on what else should i do i've got free reign of my school for an evening no teacher there can do whatever i like what would you do if you if you got to hang out in your school um one evening just you could do whatever you like no supervision what would you do because i need inspiration so you know apply it to your own situation what would you do in my situation 07807183538 is my text number so please send me a message on that one or you can send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk if you were left in your school alone for a night to do whatever you wanted what would you do and come on we're, we're better than that don't don't come at me with the obvious ones yes yes very funny no not not that kind of thing keep it clean but keep it interesting because i i need inspiration i want to do i want to do everything but at school not like that so get in touch let me know what you think i should be doing i need inspiration in the meantime i'll play some lennon stella who is lennon stella well thankfully i've done extensive research I have I've cited all my sources. I've been to the library and I found out lots about Lennon Stella that I will share for you now in the form of a 60 second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Everybody remembers S Club Juniors, but Lennon Stella takes that to the next level. It's a band that literally consists of the children of the original Beatles. Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son, is on guitars and lead vocals while Stella McCartney, who's Paul McCartney's daughter, she plays the drums and does the BVs. Put them together, you get Lennon Stella. Unfortunately, George Harrison and Ringo Starr's children declined to participate, describing it as an awful idea and a shameless attempt to cash in on our parents' legacies. Nonetheless, Lennon and Stella ploughed on, starting out performing in pubs, then moving on to student unions, prison nightclubs, and eventually small local theatres. Initially, they performed old Beatles covers, but that was very poorly received by audiences who thought they were destroying the music. So they then branched out to writing their own original material to see whether they could recapture their parents' magic. They could not. But luckily, mediocrity and the privilege of having famous parents got them a record deal, and the rest, as they say, is a footnote in musical history. And that's Lennon Stella in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Lewis Capaldi, and before you go, before that, Lennon Stella, actual John Lennon and Paul McCartney's children, with Kissing Other People. It's Alec Feldman here. Hello, Miles is on at five. Me until then, someone's looking at your door is coming up. We'll find out who it is and if anyone's got it right this week. But for now, discussing my plans for later on this evening, which are to go to my, my old secondary school, to go to someone's birthday party, because they've supposed hired out the entire school and invited loads of people including a lot of people who were never even at the school to do an assembly themed 21st and I'm I'm so excited for this I cannot explain but equally slightly skeptical it, it would not be um, a massive shock to turn up and find out the whole thing was an elaborate prank but if if it if he really has pulled this off it's gonna be great I asked what I should be doing by like I'm saying, what would you do? If that was your school, you were invited to a party there, you were there alone overnight, um, what would you get up to? Because I, I want to use this opportunity well. I don't want to waste it. 
Josie says, uh, Alec, this party sounds really weird. I've never even, I've never ever dreamed of going back to school. In fact, my last day at school was probably the best day of my life. Oh, if I had to go back to school, though, I'd probably go to all of my worst teachers' offices and hide things in their drawers so they'd have a, a nasty surprise when they got back in on Monday. I'd put like a raw chicken in a drawer, fill one of the drawers up with glue and glitter and stuff like that, just to try and get them back. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my last day, to be honest. You should have seen the newspapers. Yeah, you may have read about it. Um, that's that's a shout. That's quite vindictive. I can tell that Josie very much did not peak at secondary school and is enjoying her life much more now, which is good, which is probably where you want to be because if you did peak at secondary school, then that you probably end up having your birthday party there in a few years' time. But um, that is those are interesting suggestions. Maybe not things I want to try for several reasons. Number one, there are a lot of cameras around the school and quite a lot of security as well. Also, I don't feel particularly vindictive. I don't want revenge against anyone in particular. But even if I did, they probably left quite a while ago because basically every teacher I know has left. So I couldn't really do that. But a nice idea. That's what you'd get up to, Josie. Um, Mikey says, this is, <laughs> this is probably the easiest question you've ever asked. Okay. I'd clog up all the toilets with toilet paper and all of the sinks too. Flush the toilets, leave the taps running, then walk out, knowing that the school would probably be underwater by Monday, and then we'd get the day off. I feel so evil. Yeah, I see the the path you're going down, a lot of you. But th this is this is kind of vandalism, number one, and quite illegal. It probably would be traced back to you and/or me, and I'd get in lots of trouble. Um, but also, I'll say to you the same thing I said to Josie. Just just take a look at the Daily Mail from a few years ago. It's all been done. It's all, it's all happened already to that place. But, yeah, I like, I like that this is the easiest question I've ever asked. I didn't think they were ever particularly, you know, mentally challenging, but, but you're welcome. Ellie says, this sounds amazing, Alec. Yes, I've definitely dreamed of being at school after hours and being able to do whatever I wanted without being told off. The only thing at the top of my head, though, is that I would immediately walk around with my shirt untucked and my top button undone and wait for someone to tell me off. But nobody would, because I'd be the only one at school. Dab. I I added the dab myself. That wasn't an original feature of Ellie's message. I just thought I should make that clear. Yeah, that's a shout. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be wearing school uniform. It's not a school uniform party as such. I, I wonder if anyone will turn off in school uniform. That would be interesting. But I'm not gonna be that guy. Um the the dress code was was 2011 birthday party. So that's kind of up for interpretation. I'm interested to see what people come up with. And um, also Harry's been on. I think hide and seek at school was both a really great and a really creepy idea. Yeah, possibly. He says it's fun to be able to play a game like that without anyone around. But a big empty building and hide and seek sounds like a murder waiting to happen. I'd play a massive game of football or that assassin's game, which would be more fun than, than just hide and seek. Oh, yeah. I like... I like the, the indoor football one, but there is a risk of permanent damage. Assassin's game, what's that? Is that like extreme hide-and-seek? Murderous hide-and-seek? I don't know, but I'm I'm down. Okay, you've given me some good inspiration. I, I won't lie, you've given me some less good inspiration as well. I won't be doing criminal damage to the building. Um, but, but I appreciate the thought. I'll let you know how this goes next week, um, because I'm so excited. I, I, I genuinely cannot wait. I think this is going to be utterly ridiculous. 
and it's going to be a good night. So I'll, I'll report back. You see, what, how many 20-year-olds get more excited about going to, back to their school for a birthday party than, like, clubbing? Not many. That is the Alec Feldman difference right there. Someone's looking at your doors coming up next. Um, I'm going to play some Harry Styles first, though. This is Adore You. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Okay, just before we go, it is time for Someone's Knocking at Your Door, the only game in radio based around doors and the People's Postcode Lottery, who still have not been in touch to thank me for all the publicity I give them, which is quite frankly rude. Nonetheless, about an hour ago, someone knocked at my door, and they're still there, they're waiting. I've left them for quite a long time, because I don't want to let them in until someone can successfully guess who they are. I did give you some clues, though, to help work it out. I can tell you that they're, they're not a woman. They are famous, though, but they're not famous for music. They're also not famous for acting, but they are still very relevant today. Emphasis on the today. And I think it's been a bit too easy for the last couple of weeks, so I've really ramped it up a bit. But has anyone got it right? Let's find out. Louis slash Lewis, I never know. And it, this has been going on for probably over a year where I don't know whether this person that messages in is Lewis or Louis. Uh, they never correct me, so I'll just keep on saying both. I think you'd go for someone big to kick off the new decade, Alec. So is Ed Sheeran looking at your door? He's a famous man who's still relevant today. He isn't an actor, and, and yes, he, he may sing, he may play the guitar, but he isn't a very good artist, so I'm going to assume you saying the person knocking at your door is not a music artist, is a red heron. And Ed isn't a good musician anyway. Those are the views of Lewis slash Louie and not me or Wizard Radio Media. I'd like to make that very clear. He is going in on on uh, Ed Sheeran. Really not a fan. He makes that very clear. It is not Ed Sheeran that's knocking at my door. Ed Sheeran, I think this week or possibly the week before, announced he was going on another break for a couple of years. He was going to disappear. So... Are you proposing Ed Sheeran has come to, to escape from the public eye in my house? I mean, he, he might do, but I haven't got the call so far. So, no, it's not Ed Sheeran. Um, because he's busy finding himself and travelling the world and doing whatever it is he does. Tom, a famous man who isn't talented but is relevant today. Is it the guy in Australia who didn't evacuate his town and called himself an idiot in the news for staying behind or said that what he'd done was really stupid. I don't remember the exact quote. He's kind of famous now, really relevant, and isn't an actor or a music artist as far as I know. I don't know his name though. No, 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 it's it's not this guy. I haven't seen this guy actually. I hope he's all right. They didn't evacuate his town. But no, uh, it's not him. You are incorrect, Tom. We have Leo says, is it Sharon? No, it's, it's not Sharon. She's not here. Neither Sharon Stone, Sharon Osborne, Sharon Thunberg, nor the woman who said Sharon on Mastermind. It's none of those. Uh, no. Does that really fit? The... I mean, it doesn't really fit the not a woman part. Oh, well, no. No, it definitely doesn't. But, but a, a credible guess nonetheless. But incorrect. Olivia says, uh, this sounds like a really random one, but is it Dave Batista from WWE knocking at your door? He does some acting, but he isn't really known as an actor. He's more known as a wrestler. He's a famous man, who I guess is still relevant. 
I don't know why he'd be knocking at your door, Alec, but I'm sure you'll tell us why. It's not Dave Batista. No. If he was knocking at the door, he'd probably have kind of hammered it down already. He wouldn't be still waiting outside. If I had angered Dave Batista, he would have destroyed that door. It'd be falling off its hinges. No, it's not him. Um, as, as we all know, there's only one WWE wrestler for me, and that's John Cena. Go watch the video. Go watch the video. WizardRadio.co.uk. Yeah, John Cena. What a guy. He's my fave. Um, no, so it's, it's not Dave Batista knocking at the door. Maybe he was after, you know, the, the trademark Alex Feldman interview. He saw what I did for John Cena and he wanted the same, but no. Jamie, are you knocking at your own door? You're a man. I guess you're semi-famous. You're not a talented musician or actor. And you're relevant because you're the man who invented someone's knocking at your door. Also, you're now on TikTok, which makes you very hashtag relevant. And if it is, though, could you please not do the interview yourself? Because that would be a bit weird. Although very Alec Feldman, if you catch my drift. <laughs> no, it's not me knocking at the door. I'm not even semi-famous. Um, you're right that I'm not a talented musician or actor. Though I do have grade six in two instruments, just saying. Um, is being the person who invented someone's knocking at your door a realistic claim to relevancy? I'm flattered that you think so, but I'm not so sure. But yes, I am on TikTok. That makes me relevant. Uh, would I do an interview with myself? No, I wouldn't. I can think of a few people who would, but I'm not one of them at this point in time, at least. Maybe, maybe in a few years when I'm trying to claim back compensation from a bank or something, but not yet. And um, the last, the last message that I am going to read out today is from Nicole, not Nicola, Nicole. Sorry, Nicole. I've been thinking if I should send this in because I don't think it would be this person. But then again. You're, you're you, so there's no reason why it couldn't be. You see, I like this line of thinking that's emerged in this game. Is the person knocking at the door Derek Akora? He died yesterday or today. He's a famous man because he's a medium. He's not an artist or an actor. But whatever you do, Alec, don't try to interview his ghost. Well, I, I do believe. I, obviously, I can't be certain because I did hear the knocking, but then I couldn't actually see anyone. So I operate to the assumption that it must be Derek Akora's ghost causing this knocking. I am being haunted by Derek Akora. So Nicole, you are correct. You have guessed correctly. Well done. Um, no prize for you because we're cheap, but congratulations. Feel very proud of yourself for correctly guessing that. Well, I think it's a correct guess. Obviously, I won't know for sure because it was just a knocking. There's no one really to invite in because it was it was just a knocking. But I feel I feel Derek Akora's presence anyway. I know he's here because I can I can sense it. And so that is the person that I believe was causing the knocking at my door. It was the ghost of Derek Akora. And that concludes someone's knocking at your door for this week. A ghost. I think possibly the first ghost we've ever had knocking at the door. Uh, nice one to Nicole for getting that one right. Thanks for everyone else that had a guess. I'm off now to go to this birthday party at my, primary, uh, my secondary school. So I'll let you know how that one goes. Um, in the meantime, you might be interested in the podcast of the show. If you've missed any of it, we put the whole show in podcast form. We get rid of the music. If you missed anything from today, including the Sharon quiz, then you can catch that on Alec Feldman, the podcast. Get it from wherever you get your podcast from. I'll see you on Friday for the weekly mixtape and then on Saturday for this show once again. Mars McCorsey coming up next. I'll finish this week with Marshmallow. This is Tongue Tied. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.